Well, good evening, my fellow journeyists. Journeyists, that's it. We're all on a journey. So good evening. Here we are once again with love. And we started out with laughter and we're going to enjoy this day 33, being in relationship. And where did that come from? Anyway, um, let's see. We're going to be into day 33, being in relationship. And that's on page 625 in the earlier edition. So that would be like 637 or 8 in the later edition, somewhere around there. Right, Rob Marie? You have the later edition, right? I have in mine uh, being in relationship is on 625. So I must have the earlier Oh yeah, you have the earlier one, but it's it's day twenty three, so just that's the day, okay. whatever, whatever the page number is. Okay, so before, uh, well, let's take one thing at a time. Let's just take a breath and relax. Bring our head and our heart together. Another session of pure love, and joy, and happiness. And what I thought this evening, before we get started, I would go back to that great, I, I would call it a declaration. In, it's in the, the dialogues and the acceptance of the state and grace of the newly identified child of God, where he declares, or we declare as we say, and I will say this for all of us in my oneness with all. I am no longer the personal self who is separate and alone. I am my Christ's true self, my Christ self. I dwell in unity. My identity is certain. This is the truth. I am not less than I once was, but more. Where once I was empty, I now am full. Where once I dwelled, In darkness, I now dwell in the light. Where once I had forgotten, now I remember who I am. Now I go forth to live as who I am within the world to make cause and effect as one and union with the source of love and all creation the reality. So let those words permeate through your mind, into your mind, into your heart, and feel them. Feel every word. And as we go forward, like I've always said in the past, let's just be conscious of muting our phones when not speaking, be cognizant of leaving some space for those who hadn't had an opportunity to share. Let's not step on each other's toes when we're sharing. Let's make space for the few shares, you know, for us to share completely. Okay. So, now we have centered ourselves. Our reading list tonight is Judy, Reverend Bill, Mana, Jessica, Robin Marie, and Deborah. Has anyone joined us that would like to announce and whether they're going to read or listen? Yes, this is Miguel. Uh, I will read. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. 
Hmm. And this is this is yeah. Lemoyne. I can uh-huh. read or not as you see fit. Oh yeah, we have a few paragraphs. Yeah, this is Paul. I got knocked off for some reason. I got a call failed, so I, I'm here again. Did I? I got Lemoyne as the last reader. Did anyone announce after Lemoyne? Can I be heard? Hello. Yeah, Paula. Yes, Paula. yes, you can. Yes, we yeah, can hear okay. you. I don't know. Yeah, I never had that before. The call failed. So who knows? I had who knows? seven or eight busies trying to get in. So I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh maybe anyway, connection to begin with. All right. So again, we got Judy, Reverend Bill, Lana, Jessica, Rob, Marie, Deborah, Miguel, and Lemoyne. So with that said, and the tones are off now, so I won't know. I just want to back up into day thirty-two to remind us what he told us in this paragraph on the experience of the true self and the power of God. And then we'll go right into day 33. Being is power, but being, like oneness, cannot know itself without relationship. You are one in being with your Father, with God, with the Creator, and with all of creation. You are also, however, a being that exists in relationship. The extent of your ability to be in relationship is the extent of your ability to be God-like. God is the being and the relationship. You are capable of all the power of God's being, but you are powerful only as God is powerful in relationship. Because God is in relationship with everything, God is all-powerful. Because you are in a state of limited relationship, you have limited power. This is the difference between God and man. This difference, however, can be diminished as you embrace holy relationship. As you embrace holy relationship, you can become powerful as God is powerful. So, Judy, would you like to bring us into day 33, being in relationship? And yeah. it's each paragraph, everyone will read, read a paragraph and we'll roll right through the chapter, okay? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. As we begin to speak of power, we must return to the initial idea put forth in a treatise on the new, that all are chosen. To embrace an idea of some having power while others remain powerless is to embrace an idea laden with conflict. The power of God exists within everyone because all are one in being with God. And yet this power cannot be used. It can only serve. What does it serve? The cause of holy relationship. 
Relationship is the interconnective tissue that is all life. The answer of how to respond to each and every relationship, and remember here that situations and events are relationships too, lies within your own being. Being in relationship. This is what you are and what your world is. Being in relationship. Pass. Okay. Um, all relationship is holy because it is within relationship that being is found and known and interacted with. Relationship is thus the root or access to being and being the root or access to relationship. One cannot exist without the other and thus both are one in truth. This is the divine marriage, the divine relationship of form and being. While these may seem like simple words or like a theory being proposed, these words are at the heart of the new way of seeing yourself. A way of seeing a way of seeing that will create a new world. Say to yourself as you confront the events and situations of your world that you are being in relationship. It is your being that the people, places, events and situations that make up your world appeal. It is in your response that who you are, being, is revealed. Is this my turn, Paula? Yes, Deborah. And then we have Miguel and Lemoyne. Okay. You are being a who. Your who is your individual self but your who is also your representation of being. The two becoming one, the differentiated self becoming one in being, is the aim toward which we have journeyed together. You might think of being as what you are and responding as who you are. You have been told that these words are being given to you so that you do not respond to love in the same way again. This wording may make love sound as if it is an event, something that comes to you or happens to you. Yet, if relationship and being are one, and you are one in being and different in relationship, what is being said, said here? is that being and relationship are of one piece, one whole, and that whole is love. In other words, every relationship, everything that comes to you, every event, every situation, is of being, which is God, which is love. 
How then do you respond? If you respond as who you truly are, you respond with love. Love is the only response. Before we go further, let me ask if anyone has joined us that would like to join the reading list now. Okay. I can. Who's that? I'm sorry. (laughs) It's Pat. I can read. Oh, Pat, please. Okay, you're going to read 33.9, and then Judy will start from the top again. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Uh Yet the response of love can look as different as the events, situations, people, and places that populate your world. How can this be? How And how can you look at each event, no matter how horrific, as a response of love? The only way that you can do this is by always knowing and never forgetting who you are. You are being in relationship. The creator of events, as well as the experiencer of events, the creator of relationship, as well as the relationship itself. You either know this or you don't. It's not about believing that this is so, but knowing that this is so. It is when you know that this is so, and you also know who you are, that you know with certainty that the only response is love. All relationship is with love because all relationship is with God who is one in being with you. Okay. Being is power. Relationship is powerful. In other words, relationship is the expression of power. All the different expressions of power. In the time of Jesus, the powerful were seen as being blessed by God and the powerless as not being so blessed. This way of speaking has gone much unchanged. All are powerful, but since all are powerful only in relationship, your relationship to power must be realized. Those who are powerful have realized their relationship to power. Those who see themselves as powerless have not really, have not realized their relationship to power. They have not made it real, and so it has not served them. And yet, since no one can exist outside of relationship, and relationship is where power is expressed, everyone does have a relationship with power. Power is one in being with each and every one of us. Every single individual has within them the power to affect, change, or recreate the world. Every single individual does so to the extent to which they realize their power. 
A baby realizes the power of its cry within moments of being born. Many a teenager develops full realization of the power of their independence. In other words, you each have claimed some type of power for yourself, some means of exerting that power, which is the same as saying some means of individuating the true self. This is the power of being, the power to individuate the self, the power to be who you are. This is power and the source of power. This is the force of creation, the only true power. But again, despite that we each hold the power of creation within us, it is only in relationship that it is expressed and that we become powerful. To realize that you are in relationship with everything and everyone all the time is to realize the full extent of your power. This cannot realize, you cannot realize that you are in relationship with everything and everyone all of the time and retain the desire to use your power. This is impossible. The relationship that you are in relationship with everything. Sorry, the relationship. Deborah, could you read that line again? Yeah, the re, this one here, right? The relationship. The relationship. The realization. The realization uh, that you will. Yeah, that's it. I'm reading okay. that wrong. The realization that you are in relationship with everything and everyone all of the time is the realization of oneness and unity, the realization that you are one in being, creator, and created. This is the relationship that only comes of love because love is the only condition of union. Do you want me to do the last line? No, Miguel, read the last line, please. Thus, when you realize your relationship to all, you are all-powerful. That's a great line. Before we go any further, I was just curious, because I've known the earlier edition and the second edition, things are different and changed. And I was curious at the end of 3313, where that last sentence says, some means of exerting that power which is the same as saying some means of individuating the self. My book has a small s. Does the other books have a large s? They do. Is it a large s? Yeah, yeah. I've got the large s. Yeah. Yes, I have the large really? s too. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> large money. I, I have, have it in lowercase. Yeah, lower. So yeah. 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 It's it's like the second sentence in fourteen. <clears throat> the power to individuate the self. Raise itself, the true self with the big oh. S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, I, that's why I saw that and I saw Jessica read a true self. That's why I questioned that. And I think, because I know, I mean, 
I think in each print, something, you know, each time they printed these editions, <coughs> things were picked up and corrected, so. But it's good. It's good to question. I, so, I'd say you know. clearly that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The yeah. indivi- individual yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then to continue into 14, to remind the power, the power of the individual, to individuate the true self. Very good. Well, this is some fantastic day 33. I know I have a lot of highlighting going on, so it's <laughs> open, my friends. Come away. Well, then I guess I'll start. I don't know where to start. It's just so makes I love every paragraph. It's paragraph 10. The only way that you... Well, but you've got to read the first man. It just rolls so well. But he reminds me, you are being in relationship... You, we, I am the creator of events as well as, as the experience of events. The creator of relationship as well as relationship itself. You either know this or you don't. It is not about believing that this is so, but knowing that it is so. And when you know that it is so, you, you also know who you are, that you know with certainty that the only response is love. It, it still, he tells me constantly, not only in this work, in most of the words, we still have to know that that relationship is what fosters us being, being all to all, all to love, all to God, everything. Relationship is knowing that we are one with all, God and all. I love it. You either know this or you don't. It's not about believing. It's knowing with certainty. And the only response is love. I love this. Anyway, pause open. Thanks, Paula. This is Judy. I was, um, I was feeling somewhat along the same lines. It seems to me like all through this, as with everything, as with everything in the dialogue, it basically comes down to, for me anyway, how I see myself. Do I know who I am, and do I act in accordance with that knowing? Um, always knowing and never forgetting. And I don't always do that, obviously. I think that what he's, the message that he's trying to get across here is, is um, how do I see myself? What kind of self-talk am I utilizing? Am I criticizing myself? Am I accepting myself? And this is all going on within me. This has not very much to do with you know, other relationships or with other people. This is all happening within me where I get to either know myself or I don't. It, it's like it was said, either I know it or I don't. It's um, said in a few different ways. I, I could probably you know, go back through these pages and pick it all out, but that seems to be a little time-consuming. But it's said many different ways. 
Um, and so that has kind of stuck with me. Again, it's how do I view myself? What do I think of myself? Is it real to me, this idea of being the truth of who I am? Is this real to me? Have I realized it? Have I, have I made it completely real to myself? That's the question I keep asking myself. And believe me, I know that there are times, certainly there are times when I know it's, I, I don't. There are times I can go off on a, a tangent on my husband with he doesn't do something I expected that he was supposed to do because I told him about it, you know, 50 million times. But that's beside the point. I mean, during those times, I know I'm clearly not acting within the uh, context of really knowing the truth of who I am. So I guess that's all I want to contribute for now. So thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. No, thank you, Judy. Hi, this is Lana. I, I know for me, and, and Jesus talks about this, I mean, it's the whole basis of both the Course and Miracles, too. It's um, uh, misidentification of self. And, and I know I catch myself all the time in languaging, you know, where I put in this space between God and me, or even if we're talking about Holy Spirit or elevated self form, you know, it's like Jesus had a knowing that um, kept him in that unity of of the elevated self form, in that unity. He always um, perceived himself or, or knew himself as being part of the whole, um, one with the whole, one with one in being and in relationship. And, and I look at that idea of relationship as being like the little bridge <laughs> that connects me um, to that wholeness or oneness in God. And, uh, and, but I'm always catching myself, you know, Lana this, Lana that. Lana's one with God. No, Lana and God. <laughs> Lana, you know, so I'm always reminding myself that I'm not a separated self. I'm an elevated self of form in unity on Christ consciousness, which is one with the whole. I'm definitely individuated, but I'm not separate from the whole or the oneness. And, and you know, the any time that I'm ever in misery or pain or suffering or anything is when I forget that because only that small separated self that believes it's alone could suffer with anything and so I give up my power just like it's talking about in here my power is in my being and in relationship with the whole or the oneness and the unity and um and when I misidentify myself as something I'm not, I suffer. <laughs> the pain in the back for me sometimes. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lana. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Lana. I totally relate. Pain in the back. Totally. Yeah. The first, <laughs> the first few, well, few, one, two, like five and six, he kind of brings that whole issue home. You know that relationship is the interconnectivity issue tissue that is all life, and from relationship being is relationship. It's like a marriage. I love when I that paragraph three. One cannot exist without the other, and thus they are one in truth. This is the divine marriage, the divine relationship of 
form and being. It's all interconnected. I look like so and it takes us from paragraph to paragraph and just builds on it. I'm complete. Are we contemplating? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is Judy again, and I was just... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robin Marie. Okay. Um, I just really appreciated uh, Lana just saying, Lana is with God. Lana, she's reminding herself using her name, and I have never done that. I've always said, I... But I think saying Robin Marie is with God is helpful because it gives a, you a chance to step back from whatever uh, happens to be clouding your vision and uh, gives you a chance to be in your higher self and, and talk to yourself in that way. So anyway, thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Reverend Marie. It's, you know, for me, it's, um, I don't think God cares what I call myself, you know, Mickey Mouse or whatever, but what he cares more about is that I know myself and I know myself as um, a false identity, a, a made up persona that I believe for many years that was real, or if I'm awakened to the truth of myself as one in God. So um, I, say Lana because I can experience Lana either way you know I can experience her as this um, you know uh, separated self or I can experience her as an elevated self I can experience her as Christ consciousness so the label isn't as important as the experience of who I am and knowing that the truth of who I am I'm completely yes. Yeah, That's beautifully Lana. said, Lana. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lana. Thanks, Lana.
Because <laughs> it's Deborah, I'm finding it very difficult to oh, put grasp grasp or, or don't even know what I'm trying to grasp when it says power. And I I was at one point during the reading, or maybe it was right after we were finished reading, that my mind was going through when I was a baby, I did nothing for this body. Um, everything just moved through me. And then I could crawl, or I could move, or I could, I noticed my hands, these hands, I could move them. And and then I could walk, then I could, I could feed myself. I didn't have to be fed anymore. It was just this, this constant movement going through me in life that happened. It wasn't me thinking it out and I have to do this or I'm, I, I can suddenly be doing this. It was just this movement through and it was so easy being a child because it was just this movement. I, I wasn't an adult. I couldn't take the reins and do something for everybody else in ways that um, they could do. So it was, again, just that movement through life and um, going through school. And then when I'm an adult, I moved into more of a, I'm, I'm driving this in certain ways. I'm driving my life in certain ways. But there's still that movement that came through and, and propelled me or brought something new into my awareness, or had an action, showed me, I saw something that I didn't, I know that I didn't, at least in this body form, I didn't create that. It was, it was something that showed me, and then it happened to be, then it happened to come into fruition in the future, that kind of a thing. So I'm, I'm trying to fit in, I guess, what, what it's telling me about power and the change, how, how we can affect things. And I have an experience, but I don't want to say it because I don't know. I haven't finished sort of feeling it out to see if that's what it might also be applying to. So that's where I am with this, Paul. I'm not, I, I'm hard, hard to, to make sense of this, but that makes sense to me, what I've said. So... I'm complete. Thanks. Mm. Thanks, thank Deborah. You, Deborah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Deborah. You know, one thing I've noticed is this works. Jesus always asks many questions. He has always those questions for us. You know, how do we respond? How do you feel? You know, he, he's making us question, question our response of how, like in this case with power. And yet, you know, he tells us that being is power, relationship is powerful. And then I love how he uses examples, like a baby realizes the power of its cry the moment it's born. We have the power and we forget. We forget our power. And the power is that he says right at the end, thus when you realize your relationship to all, you are all powerful. And that's what, you know, this work and other work reminds me to remember the truth 
if I want to walk through this human relate you know, this human element, human dimension, feeling powerless, it's my choice. Then I choose not to believe or not to know the truth of who I am. But the power is there. All relationship is with love because all relationship with God, who is one in being with you. Being is power. Relationship is power. It's the coming together. The relationship to all, that's all. That's, it's how we define power within ourselves. We're all on our individual journey. So, anyway, I'm complete. Thanks, Paula. That was great. Thank you, Paula. Floors open. Anybody else would like to share? Reverend Bill, you're very quiet tonight. Well, yes, I am. Um, I'm looking at different concepts, different points that we've covered throughout it. And um, I'm recognizing the distinction between between believing and and knowing that he's emphasizing here that it is so key as if to say the when with the term believing there's there's a message about I hope <laughs> that goes along with it contrasted to the message of experience experiencing and experiencing something as being so, as being the truth. And I appreciate him emphasizing that in here, recognizing that this is, this is embedded within the message of the individualized self, the individuated self, um, that that this is from a state of knowing. Um, so I'm sitting with that and, and just reflecting on the journey here, in fact, reflecting on what's unfolding. Um, and I don't have much else to say right at this point. Who knows, maybe a spark just was lit. We'll see. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Bill. That was Thanks, great. Thanks, Reverend Bill. 
Thanks. <clears throat> this is Judy. I'm just, I don't know, just flipping around these pages, and the thing that keeps standing out to me is the power of God exists within everyone. We all have the power of God within us. And the second thing that I noted here from a beautiful brother Jesus is that this power cannot be used. This power can only serve the cause of holy relationship. And to me that just boils it down. It just it I mean it's not even simmering, it's just boiled down to a single little nugget here. And that is the power serves the cause of holy relationship. And that for me has just been a pure experience whenever I happen to connect with that particular energy. It is incredible. I wish it could last longer than it does within me. I, I just find that I just find that beautiful. That's all I want to say. I'm complete. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. I know what you mean. I wish you would learn. Yeah. Thanks, Judy. So uh, something's come up for me now along these lines, uh, in line with what Judy was just speaking of about the power of God and. I've gone back to the last paragraph in the previous chapter where where we get that because God is in relationship with everything, God is all-powerful. Because you are in a state of limited relationship, you have limited power. And this is the difference between God and man. I, I just see how sweetly that that is is given us before we get into this particular chapter. Um, I recall last week um, speaking some about this limited state, this, or what I have defined as as what my potential is at this point, or uh, let's say what I accept as what my potential is that this now I, I know my potential is the totality of God or, or excuse me I have the idea that the allness of God is my potential and um, the value of the relationship that he's speaking of here it's interesting to see that we are speaking about relationship in that previous chapter, and now he's emphasizing the holy relationship throughout all this. All that is speaking about all this coming together to for me. Um, that's our journey. That's my journey. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you very much, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend yeah. Bill. I think you were right. Yeah. I think it, it is our journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thanks, Reverend Bill. <clears throat> and thanks, Judy. Thank you all.
And that being said, I guess I have to question why I tend to distract myself. These, these Wednesday night meetings, I cherish them. It actually allows me, I, I actually dedicate, take the time to practicing, to, to practice being that, that, uh, what, what do I want to call it? I don't even know what to call it. I just want to, I just love to practice being here, being it. I'm not explaining it very well. All I can tell you is I just cherish these. Thank you. Complete. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I do too. I do too. Coming together as one. Sever again, yeah, like in this sentence here, every single individual has within them the power to affect, change, or recreate the world. Every single individual does so to the extent to which they realize their power. A baby realizes cry. You went, you just, you just read some of that, didn't you, Paula? That's where you were reading from. So realize the extent, realize their power, so that's to become aware of, um, express it. Powers, powers are really, I find it's a really awkward word to work with. The meaning of power, what's the meaning of power? Um, that's what's. I think that's what's throwing me off. I gotta. I gotta bring this this experience out and see how I can fit it together with it. I don't know. Maybe I've mentioned it before. If I have, um, I'm mentioning it again. I guess it's when my long-term relationship. We shared three. We shared three sons, and um, we were. It was breaking down. We were having war. And, and um, it got to the point where he's walking with, I noticed him walking to the house one day, just just like almost a 90 degree angle of carrying emotional stress in his shoulders, not being able to stand upright. And um, when he came into the house, I said, um, would you like me to give you a massage? And, and it's something that he just, he wasn't big on that kind of touch. So, I, and I didn't know anything about this. It was back in the early 80s, I, I knew nothing about healing art, the natural healing arts, the um, energy massage therapy. I didn't know anything about, I knew there's massage, but I didn't know any of the techniques, anything, how to do it. So I just, he, he said, sure. And he sat on the table and he's laying on his arms, his head, his forehead laying on his arms that are on the table. So he's bent right over. He just, that's the way he sat down. So I was just, doing what I could do with my fingertips and his shoulders to see if I, if something would help him. So I'm full of compassion at that point. I didn't realize that until later, and that's exactly what I was. And um, doing that, and as I'm working, there's this feeling coming up my arm and going into my heart region, and it just kept coming up and going in and filling out and coming up and going in and bursting. I think I did mention this before. 
but I thought it was going to burst and inside myself I'm saying I don't know what's going on I don't know what to do so there's a here's to ask for help I didn't realize what I'm doing when I'm asking for help and then I was told by a voice that said that's for him to to deal with her I'm not sure if that's the exact words at the time but that's what it meant that I I wasn't to be um, doing anything with that but it but I so I took my hands away and bam it shot through my my arm oh at the time at the time when that was coming in he's straightening up until he's sitting straight upright so it, then suddenly it just bolted back through my my arms through my hand and hit him and he went flying forward and started to have a cathartic or he had a cathartic release for for um, two three days so my concern at the time from then for a long time was what did I do wrong there did I do something wrong what was what was that it drove me into the healing arts it drove me into of course in miracles like I was on the big time looking for answers to what's happening so now I'm sitting here with with this and I'm I'm is that that was a power that released something there that I was was being a vessel to receive it seemed and then this greater power just this greater the the scene of the whole uh, could release that in me what 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 happened when I took my hands off is when it really released so there's this whole to try and fit an experience like that into this for myself is I think where I'm having this problem with what does power look like what does I know it's a it's a function to bring us together and that definitely was removing that was bringing us together and um, my husband has said since then that I'm the reason and I, I take it and that experience has been the reason that he was able to cry watching a movie that really touched him like there was a, a movement through his heart that had had moved through that experience so it was this it was this unity of things happening for both of us um, that was pretty powerful in our lives in powerful ways so is that a representation of what we're being shown or I'm being shown in this that that it um, I can't even put I don't know what else to say so I'm going to leave it there I'm complete That was powerful. Wow. Deborah. Wow. Yeah. Deborah, that was very powerful. Oh, thank you, Deborah. That's great. Very powerful. Yeah, One thing that you said. Yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead, Paula. No, no. Okay, finish. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, Deborah, that the one thing that stood out was when you mentioned the compassion and that is a Mm -hmm. powerful energy and that would unleash whatever healing powers came through you when we use our healing powers they don't come from us they come through us 
And it just sounded to me, felt to me, like you just had no blocks, you had no barriers, you were just an open channel at that, at that time. And you used that energy of compassion, you allowed, you didn't use it, you allowed the energy of compassion to come through you, through your fingertips. And it found its mark because he was ready to receive it. And I think that's just one of the most beautiful, powerful things I've heard in a very long time. Thank you so much for that. I'm complete. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. You've got that smack on with the compassion. And you know, that happened back in the early 80s, and it was only in this year that it kicked into me that that was compassion. It was compassion that 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 was all, all about compassion. Just jump, just noticing that I was full of compassion. It wasn't a question. I wasn't deciding on what to do or what to be or anything. It was just that I had this feeling and went went with the flow of it. So I guess I, ah, I guess it's I guess it's coming just that it's, it's again that it's the movement through life. We can't stop it. It's but we can get ourselves out of the way. And um, so when I stopped being when I was not being angry in those moments, I was I was compassionate. Not to say that this has been set me up in life as as you know in that all the time by a long shot, no. But it but it's reinfor- reinforcing and and re it it yeah, you you said it well, Judy. It's just it's just so important that compassion. It's just it's loaded, and it feels it just feels so soft and large and easy and loving and caring. Yeah, yeah. This is helping. Just bringing that out with you guys, and then allowing that movement again. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you both. Awesome. Hi, Sana. I love that word compassion. And it reminds me of um where when he's talking about power um power in paragraph one, and yet this power cannot be used, it can only serve. Um you know, when I think of serve and compassion is I think in the um in the English language is and in the world of form or however you want to call it, it's the closest thing we have to real love because it's it's never asked for anything in return. It, it, it's always a, a giving energy. Compassion is, is, is one way I think that we serve. And compassion is something that can't be used. It can only be... Um, given and extended as love is. So I'm really glad you brought that up um, and used that with compassion. It's one of my all-time favorite words. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Lana. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, Lana. Yeah. Thanks, Lana. But the root of that compassion is love. Agreed. Definitely, it's always love. That compassion comes from the heart, and that's where love resides. And that's what he keeps telling us here, that relationship. 
every relationship, everything that comes to you, every event, every situation is of being, which is God, which is love. It all comes together then. And that's where the power is, the power of love. That's what the words are, the power of love. Love can create. Love can extend. Extend compassion. More love. Joy, happiness. It's an extension from the heart. You know, I know when I feel that feeling of compassion, I almost want to weep because it feels so pure. And that experience, Deborah, is something that you were gifted with. That's a gift. And you gave that to your husband. I'm complete. Thanks, Paula. Yes, thank you, Paula. I'm really glad you brought you read that uh, section where he's talking about every situation, every, you know, whether and and whether um, he's addressing um, being as either a verb or a noun or our relate our holy relationships. Um, he really brings it down to one word: love. You know, and love is seems to be that meeting place. Um, where the power of God and um, power of being, the power in holy relationships. And, and I think it makes it really clear for me that I'm always responding from love to love, with love, uh, and it brings that um, the ex- experience of oneness really into a nice, neat little package. I can just stay focused on love and know that it's always the appropriate response for anything, for any relationship, whether it be a person, place, or thing, situation. You know, even though it may look, I think he says in here, horrendous. It could be, um, it's uh, or horrific. I'm not sure which H word to use, but but it's all love, always. And um, it, it makes it very simple and clear that that's all I need to, to focus on. That's all. That's the only truth I need to cling to. Um, when If I'm having doubt, I just forgot that for a moment, that it's all love all the time. No matter what I see or hear or feel, it's just all love. And um, if I can, I can rest there and find my peace. Um, I'm complete. Yeah, that was Beautiful. great, Lana. Yeah. Thanks, Lana. And thanks, Paula. Oh. Is Deborah again? What I'm, what I'm, what I'm still trying to fit together is that's not the way I would like to be expressing compassion with people. So here I'm, I'm intercepting here with with my thoughts that it just seemed like wouldn't it be a gentler way to use compassion or for the 
I guess it's 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 just who knows in the moment what's 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 going to release the plug, what's going to um, undo something there. Because I was by no means in that situation, absolutely no means, had my dealt with my my anger. I had I had rage that came up years later, like rage that I that I had to just let go into and. To, that I had no other way out of it. I just letting go was internally was the only way out. So, so I still had that in me, and and that ha, that movement happens. The compassion and um, I'm wanting to judge it. I'm wanting to I'm wanting to judge that as. Um, Aggressive, something aggressive happened there through me. I've, I've, that's what I've dealt with through the years. I was wanting to judge that and say, okay, now what, what was that? But it turned out to be good results. There's just so much little bit of stuff in there that starts clearing up. But but to have compassion still come through our beingness, my beingness in that those moments even though I'm plugged full of anger on some level that I'm disowning deep inside me or, or pushed down deep into myself and and it's still that that I, I guess that's just what the emphasis is on that it's still that compassion is so amazing to, to uh, if we switch it we can't be in love and we can't be in in fear at the same time. So when it's when it just slips into that compassion, it's just as large as it's ever going to be, regardless of what what else is, hasn't been really dealt with, what healing hasn't been dealt with within ourselves. That's I think the crux of this is is cleaning that up. Okay, again I'm complete. Also, that that's when uh, your relationship to God, that you are with God, that you are compassion, that you can be experiencing compassion for yourself, compassion for your anger. Like, you don't have to take it out on anything. You can love yourself through it. It's so beautiful. I'm complete. It's a beautiful that word. That's good job, Marie. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hi, this is Pat. Um, I'd like to share a little bit of what's going on in my family. My nephew uh, went through open heart surgery two days ago and um, my brother called and said that um, they were going to leave him open for a while because his, I don't know exactly the words for it, but he's supposed to be at three and he's at one. 
So they're still continuing to leave it open. And tomorrow they're going to take the heart out and do something with the cavity because he's needing far too many trans, um, too many blood infusions. So I, I told my brother that I would pray for him, and I, um, something in said in me said you're not very good at that, and I agreed because I'm not. And um, but then I started with my family members first, and I forgot that one of my daughters is a healer, and I got information back from her that her that lifted me up. And then this morning I was on another call, and somebody who is very much in touch with healing away from here herself, and she was just so happy that she saw the heart was pumping and golden and happy and I and I actually felt her energy come through me as well and then I have a 94 year old neighbor and she called me up we never talk she's just she's got people with her all the time but today she calls me up and she says I just want to say hello to you and so forth and she says, you know, I'm 94 now. And I says, yeah, but I'm 88. And she says, you're just a baby. <laughs> I laughed because I thought, I tell everybody this younger than me the same thing. And then she says, well, what I really called for is to know if you have anybody that you would like me and my church to pray for. I didn't ask for that. I haven't talked to her in a year. And it's almost as though once I was out there, once I was in the energy flow from person to person to person, it was just all happening. And I just feel so grateful that so many different churches that people have called in and said they, they'll pray for him. And it makes me want to cry. And I am... I guess I, the relationship to relationship, the heart to heart, the wholeheartedness and all of that is what's going on in my life right now. I won't know how he's going to do yet. We'll have to call in again tomorrow. Um, but something else also came through my mind, and I know it's it's not negating all the love that's happening, but at the same time, the thought came through, if this isn't the heart for him, then he's saving it for the one coming next. So it was like all the fear that I had went away. It was like trusting God that whatever was happening was needed, necessary, and I was a part of helping, or I was in the flow of helping. I I don't know exactly how to explain it, but from the thought that I didn't know how to do this very well, that all of this happened was amazing to me and very, very um, uh, heart touching. I don't know the words to say what I want to say, but anyway, thank you for listening.
Wow, Pat. Thank you. Well, thanks, Pat. You and your nephew. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Pat, thank you. Um, It's a testament to your journey, and and to me, your willingness to recognize or or have any doubt, and and to be able to acknowledge that at that moment just opens up the doorway that the your eternal self your true self is waiting for that doorway to open up and there it was and, and it's so beautiful and uh thank you can can we have your um can we have your nephew's name please sure kenny, kenny. Well, more prayers gonna All come right. to kennedy from the east coast coming strong big thank you and coming in from here in Hammett too. <laughs> all right, thank you all. It's just more, more heartfelt blessings from everyone. I appreciate it, and it lifts me as well. Thank you. Yeah, I feel lifted by listening to you. This is wonderful. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Thank you all. This is what oneness is about. We feel, we feel, we feel for Pat. We feel for Deborah with oneness. That energy of love just permeates through all of us. Through the form, through the spirit, it's there. I would like to ask at this moment, is there anyone out there that hasn't had an opportunity to voice a share or a concern or something they would like to bring to our attention regarding what we've read tonight? Miguel, is there anything you'd like to say tonight? Well, I want to say thank you to everyone who shared. I don't, I don't about the, about what you read. I do not. No, I'm not in about that. I don't understand most of it. I really don't. But I'm grateful for those who have shared, as usual. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for being here. Lemoyne? Well, hello? Is that Amy? Yes, but Lemoyne... Lemoyne wants to talk, I think. 
Yeah, Lemoyne, why don't you? I've just got a few lines. Um, I've had these two, these these little uh, couplets, too. I think that's what they're called. Anyway, I'm not really a poet writer, but I was just trying to find the touchstone so I don't forget all the time that relationship should imply unity. (laughs) And it, yeah, and not separation. Um, so they go, you know, one is, it's, it starts, all is one, all is well. See a separate world, live in a private hell. And, uh, yeah, today the, maybe the, the rest of it came to me, which is, be in unity and relationship and in heaven you may dwell. That's, I've been looking for those last couple for a while. (laughs) Thank you. It's a great space. Thank you. Thanks, Lamoine. I want to, Right away, the name for it came, which Real Choice is the title. Thank you, LeMoyne. Thank you, LeMoyne. Thank you, LeMoyne. Thank you. I was applauding, but I was on mute. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Would you mind reading that whole poem all together? Sure. I, I, I would be happy. To put my mind to that. Okay. (laughs) All right. It's called Real Choice. All is one, all is well. See a separate world, live in a private hell. Be in unity and relationship, and in heaven you may dwell. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) That was great. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Kind of brought it right to the point. You said it, yeah. Right there in those few words. You don't even need to write a book. So those words are powerful. There's power. There's the power. The relationship of those words is are powerful. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Paula. Yeah. Amy, is there something you'd like to say before we conclude? We're coming to the end. Yes, I I came in late. I'm sorry. Um, I think that um, when there appears to be the illusion of conflict between people within oneself, what is sort of healing is to not look at the conflict, but look at the the lack of separation from the person, the love for the person that you're having the conflict with, that I was having the conflict with, and not to wait for the other person <laughs> to um, 
say I'm sorry or something, but to actually project, extend love to the person as the only true reality. And that's hard to do when one is feeling grievance or hurt or injured or something. But that's sort of what I tried to do last night was to extend love no matter what, just unconditional love and sort of break out of this conflict situation, which was not the, which was not only separation and not unity. I guess I wanted to just express that, that it wasn't easy to do, but it, it felt like the right thing. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. There's a relationship in that conflict, and that's what he said. That's what this whole day 33, every event, every situation is of being, which is of God, which is of love. So regardless of our, what we're perceiving it to be, full of conflict, it's a relationship. And if we can see it for the truth of what it is, then you surround it with love. And that's what you did, Amy. Oh, thank you, Paula. Thank you. You know, it's funny that, not funny, it's odd. Well, I had a similar situation yesterday with a very dear friend. And I've been like mulling over in my mind looking for guidance of how do I how do I absorb what came down between us the hurt between the both of us you know there's two sides two souls that come together for a reason and I needed to really stand back yes there's conflict but that's only a perception the truth is that there's only love and that's what I have to remember. And I know the next step I have to take. Thank you, Amy. Oh, Paula, I know I came at the right moment. <laughs> but I, am, I want to come at the beginning. I want to come at the beginning. But thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thanks, Paula. No, thank you all. Thank you, Paula. Yeah. And thank you, Amy. That was uh, how synchronistic. Yeah. It was just beautiful. No coincidence. Everything happens. No coincidence. <laughs> Never. Yeah. No way. Oh, no way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, it's, it's off track, but talking about that, you know, we just don't know, you know, God and his most merciful. I have a situation with my daughter-in-law, her mother, who is suffering as a result of COVID. It brought on early onset of dementia. And the woman has her lucid moments and all. And I haven't been able, she's been lying in a 
nursing home for about a year and a half now. And I, you know, I always wanted to go see her. And my daughter said, she really doesn't want to see anybody. She doesn't like where she is. And with the wedding, it, this is my daughter's son got married. And I know my daughter was very sad about not having a mother there. And I said to her when we were driving home, I said, you know, Rose, I'd love to be able to go visit with your mother. She's been on my mind, you know, this whole week, missing her, that she's missed this wedding. And uh, she said, no, it's not a good idea. The very next day, I'm driving, and she has her phone, and she does call, but sometimes she just hits buttons. And all of this, her name is Terry, and it came up on my phone in my car, and it's Terry. And I said, Terry? She said, who's this? And I said, Paula. And I went on to tell this woman everything I've ever wanted to say to her in this year and a half. And it just kept flowing, and she just listened and listened. And then she just said, you know, I'm not feeling very well. And she said, i got to go. Well, I, it just, I said, my God, how God works in mysterious ways. Here I wanted something so desperately to speak to this woman. And look at that. And we question and we doubt. Oh, my. I, I was like, and here I'm driving and tears are coming down my face. But they were tears of joy. And I didn't have any fear driving. I knew he was protecting me no matter what. It was like, wow. He heard. He knew. So do we doubt? Do we not know? Do we not trust? Wow. I had to share that. It's, it completely blew me away. Anyway, thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, Paula. Oh, gorgeous. Wow. <laughs> oh, another wow. beautiful year. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, God works in mysterious ways, and we question and we doubt. Wow. Are we all not so much? No. 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 Present. Ah, simply recognize reunion unfolding. Mm-hmm. So sweet, Paula. Thank you. That we came together again. Each Wednesday, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I say, I wonder who's going to show up. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> All of you that show up. Yeah. God, this has been incredible. Thank you all so much. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Gorgeous call. Yeah. Yeah, much gratitude for me, too. Me, too. Well, Thanks, everyone. Yeah. I'll say good night. Love to all. Love to all. Love, love, love. Love, love, love. I love that. I love it. Take care, everybody. I love you all. Good night. Bye now. 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 Bye now